You know, I had an entirely different intro tonight. And then I turned on All Elite Wrestling Dynamite on a Wednesday night. And now, I, I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, 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 I'm, I'm just confused. Hey. Welcome in to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, I mean always, he means always, she means always, they mean always, you mean always, an instant classic. Danny Duck! Hey, <laughs> We will see you on the flippity dippity. Oh yeah. What's going on, good people? Justin, I know you had something to say. What was it? I said it's Wednesday. You know what that means. <laughs> What's going on, good people? Back at it again. It's the Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, and I mean always, Justin means always, Casey means always, and now that Adam's here, Adam means always, an instant classic. Um, we, 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 we talking a little, little bit everything tonight. Uh, first, first things first. Um, Let's start with the AEW unification match. Before I start on that, Adam, are you planning on watching it? Yes, but please spoil it. Because my question was, if you <laughs> if you wanted to wait and hop out and I'll spoil it for the rest of the people who have watched it, and then come back, feel free. If you want to, well, I'm well, I'm I'm at a place where I can't watch it, but please just just go ahead. Because I'll see it eventually or hear about it. Okay. And Casey, you look like you got something to say. You know what my biggest pet peeve with this podcast is? When DJ can't wait for people to be ready, you jerk. I mean, he asked if you're ready and you didn't say anything, so we assumed. That, that means I'm not ready. That means you're ready. You, you were definitely ready. And also, if I, ready. if I... If I make sure that Casey's not ready, he can't play stupid. He can't play the intro. Stuff. Oh wait. Oh no. Just saying. Just saying. You can't play, play stupid things in the middle of things that I'm saying when I'm trying to say the things. Are you ready? To... Oh. <laughs> nipples. This man's horrible. Absolutely horrible. The worst. Hate this man. Have hated this man for how long now? Almost 10 years. Welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that had a beard and done you. Okay. Um anyway, so let's talk about this match. So basically, oh, I'm excited. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm finally uh, it's it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's eight o'clock. Well, it was 9 o'clock by that time. I was like, you know, let me turn on AEW. Because I don't watch AEW every week, but every once in a while I try to tune in. Let me ask you this before that we get into all this. A, has the match already happened? Yes. Was it in the first hour? It was, it was technically in the second, in the second hour. hour. Okay, but they, either way, so they're, they're, still, they're still dumb. Unless it was going to take this entire hour. See, and that's what I was saying. I was like, okay, it's nine o'clock, cool beans. Let me see what how this is gonna go, right? They're mm-hmm. giving an hour time limit. I'm like, okay, unification match, you're gonna give it away on free TV. That's weird. But you know what? Screw it. 
right? Screw it. I don't even care. Give it away on free TV. I don't have to pay for it. Give it away on free TV. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, cool. John Moxley, cool. CM Punk, cool. Let's go. Unification match. Our time limit. All right. That means they're going to take the whole hour. It's probably going to end in a draw because it's AEW. So I'm like, okay, I'm cool with it. I'm completely fine, right? I know my girlfriend's going to be mad at me because I'm going to stay up and watch AEW. I didn't care. I was like, this is going to be enjoyable. I'm ready. All right, so here's the deal. This is what happened. Here's the, here's the breakdown. And I, I would be quick, but uh, that would that, that'd be too easy. So started out, you know, they have the big, like, stare down introductions, big match introductions. Cool. I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, I'm cool. You know, I'm, I'm cool with that. I like Justin Roberts, so I'm doing the introductions with him. And <laughs> then CM Punk goes for a kick. They do a real, you know, they do a real the like, aggressive. Kick. They do real aggressive lockup, like really aggressive. Like, okay, this is going to be a match right here. I'm ready. You know, there's bad blood, all that. The storyline's there. Okay, cool. CM Punk goes for a round kick, and like a roundhouse kick, and he starts holding his foot. And I'm like, okay. So I gotta going- say one thing. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but okay. So it seems like Punk had on more padding on that, you know, that foot that he, that he uses, you know, for his roundhouse kick. Because I think that was the foot that he uh, broke. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so he, so just clear it up, because because I watched the match, but I didn't mm-hmm. catch what foot he he hit the kick with and what foot he grabbed after the kick. It was the same foot, right? Yeah, and it was, it was the same the, foot. Uh, I guess surgically repaired broken foot. It might not have been surgically repaired because every bone you break doesn't have to be surgical. Anyway, so okay, cool. He hit the roundhouse kick. He's. I'm like, okay, injury angle. Duh. He's just coming back from a freaking broken foot. Duh. I'm cool with it. Let Moxley get a little bit of heat. You know, let Moxley freaking go after this leg and you know wrench at it. And and you're like, okay, I'm feeling for Punk here. Punk's gonna come back. Moxley hits, I think, two to three paradigm shifts where he like just spikes him on his head or whatever, pins him. It's over. Literally, I don't even know if it's five minutes. I don't know if it was, it was like five a minutes. it was like a two minute match or something it, like that. Okay, while while you guys carry on, I'm going to go fucking scream. Me? <laughs> so so and that was my exact reaction. I'm sick, right? I'm sick. I'm like, I, I'm okay, you got me excited for this freaking match, right? It's a unification match. That's always fun, right? That's always that's even more reason to give to give a great match. And then I'm thinking, okay, Punk's done, right? Punk just does not care anymore. He's like, screw it. I'm done with this stupid company. I'm gonna give. I'm, I'm gonna freaking give this title back to stupid old Moxley, and I'm heading out the door. Or is he hurt? I'm confused. You know when they or put this match on. Back? When it wasn't the main event, I I knew there was something weird with that. Like I thought maybe they would done like an angle, maybe someone might get involved. You know, maybe like MJF, he would come back because you know we haven't seen MJF for a while. So maybe MJF. This is why you don't do pay per view caliber matches on free fucking TV. Like I thought they were gonna like maybe like like you said do a time limit draw or maybe like you know like a fuck finish. But that wasn't the case. It was just a squash. Like he, Moxley was looking like Brock Lesnar out here. I mean, I was quite confused. I'm not. We yeah, weren't even going to talk about this on the show tonight. By the way, I was just, I was genuinely confused. I was like, I know I've been hearing this stuff about Punk having backstage heat and possibly wanting to leave. He almost quit last week or whatever. I, you know, 
read what you want to, you know, into that. Feel how you want to feel, if it's true, if it's not. But I'm like, what is, is, is there actually real heat? Is he done with AEW? Is this just how AEW wants to book this big match that they tried to promote over a week? I'm so confused. And then on top of that, it's not like it's freaking uh, some kind of ridiculous heel that you just want to see get beat up in two seconds. No, 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 no. It's CM Punk. Literally, more than likely your biggest star right now. The guy who came out of retirement seven years after he retired to join your company. Gave gave your company the biggest boost that they probably had in years. I mean, I don't even think that's even a probably. That's obvious. I'm confused. I'm beyond confused. I'm interested to see what happens next. Like, is this an angle? Is he really hurt? Was he ready to come back? Because, I mean, we talked about that. uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before when Punk came back. And we were kind of like, I think it was the week before because they did the promo thing last week. So we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Like, were they trying to rush Punk back to get like a cool, oh, snap, Punk's back. You know, because everybody's talking about WWE because Vince retired and Triple H took over and guys are debuting left and right uh, and coming back and returning and all this. So, like, and now you know, some people are upset that, like, goes like, well, they're being like AEW, where, you know, where it seems like every week we're having a whole bunch of AEW guys you know, or XWB guys come over. And now it seems like every week WWE, now we got, you know, everybody returning. And people I'm, are shitting on that for some reason. I don't, I'm I don't just, understand. I'm, I'm just beyond confused, and I just think that's just wrestling fans in a, in a nutshell. Uh, wrestling fans want what they want until they have it, and then they don't want it. Um, and not all of them, of course, but you know, those fans in particular. But uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond confused. I'm beyond baffled. Justin, uh, you got a chance to watch the match. What did you think? And then we'll go to uh, Adam and Casey for their thoughts on what I just said. <laughs> Like my my thoughts on the match were uh, that it was terrible and maybe maybe like he said maybe he is injured and stuff so maybe that's why they made it a short match but like why bring him back I mean maybe the reason why they brought him back is because their ratings haven't been as good as of late and that's they're like hey let's just put Sam Punk back on TV well he ain't done nothing but cut promos the last two weeks bring right. him back but let him cut promos about how he's gonna get his freaking title back and just build on that for. A long time. Plus, I, my my other issue is John Moxley's not the guy to beat CM Punk. Like I like Moxley and all, but I mean Punk is is the type of guy who wants to put somebody else over. I don't think John Moxley's that guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, there you know, with the whole stuff last week with you know um, Punk kind of promo, you know, he cut a promo on um he was talking about law guys, you know, talking about hangman, you know, talking about he was just talking about so many people. It seemed like you know, his typical pipe bomb that he cuts. Um but no, I really wasn't expecting this match to be like a squash match. And um, like you said, maybe the rumors are true that he he's fed up with this company, and people are saying, Oh no, it was a Vince problem. No, maybe maybe it's a punk problem. You know, and that's that's I mean, Tony Khan from a, over there. Or, or hear me out, dude. Uh, maybe hear me out, dude. Maybe it's just a bad booking problem. Maybe he feels like he hasn't been booked competently. Not with Vince. Not Wait, with hold Tony. Hold on. Do you think he could maybe go back to WWE under the under Triple I H? I don't know if he'd want to go to WWE. Yes, yes, he could, but I don't think he will. 
Uh, because you know Triple H has changed. He's probably changed over the years. You know, ever since like you know when Triple H was, you know, doing the whole CEO stuff. You know, yeah. but well, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 confused, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Like, what does this mean? Type type feel, especially because we were going to talk about the promo from last week. Uh, you know, where Punk ripped everybody to shreds. Um, and a very good promo. Uh, Casey, what, how, how are you feeling about the outcome slash, I guess, Punk's future? Because that's probably uh, more so in you guys' wheelhouse. Like, what do you think Punk's going to do? Like, is, is this an angle? Is this Tony can't book shows, even though he's book of the year past two years? <laughs> like, what is it? <laughs> I mean, for one, I couldn't care less to be honest i i just don't care all this drama i don't care i don't care if there's heat backstage i don't care because it's it's if punk is fed up with aew there's probably a lot of good reasons why he's fed up with aew and we've heard these reasons for a long time now the terrible booking. Tony Khan couldn't book if he owned a library. Like this dude, it, it just he can't. Um, the the wrestlers not listening to people that have been in the business for what forty years when they're telling them to do things or to not do things. I would get fed up too. Um. He definitely won't go back to, to WWE because it wasn't just Vince. He had issues with Triple H too. Shoot, he can't even go back to Ring of Honor. <laughs> I <go> mean, <laughs> you should have you should have stayed in Ring of Honor. <laughs> so I, I I don't know what he does from here. If he is leaving AEW, I don't know. He's probably done with pro wrestling in general. He can't go back um, to UFC. I mean, do you do you think there's any validity to him being fed up with AEW in any way? Honestly, I don't know, and I'm not I'm not gonna try to like I'm not gonna be like the fan tour, you know, read something from a dirt sheet and be like, oh, that's true. I don't know. I I, I don't know anybody in the AEW locker room. I don't know anybody who works for AEW. I, I've never been in the AEW locker room, so I don't know. I can't I mean, say it, and I'm not going to you are in locker rooms, your job is to figure out what's true and what's not. Investigative reporter C.R. O'Malley. New, that's a, new, that's a uh, new... That's Eddie Kingston. Sorry, what was that? That is a new gimmick. It's better than your current gimmick. Yeah, bum. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I, I really don't care. I, it, and let's be honest, fans have been AEW fans have been shitting on Punk for weeks now, probably longer than that. Like, they're just—I don't want to say ungrateful, but they kind of are. Like, they—they they just can't be happy with anything. There, there's always. There's always something wrong or, you know, oh, we need to do this or, you know, they're, they're so entitled. And he might be fed up with that, too. I don't know. But yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just waiting to see what happens, to be honest. 
As far as the injury angle, I think that's what all it was, was just an angle. Because if there was really an issue, they probably would have stopped the match. Um, especially with a surgically repaired foot or, or any any surgically repaired injury. If there's a serious issue, they would probably have stopped the match. Um, I mean, they have Doc's get in the ring so, and you know, look at his foot, but like... So I think that's just chalked up to terrible booking. Okay. Um, Adam, if you're if you're here, what what what, what are your initial um, thoughts on this whole thing? I I I I don't know. I don't know what in the blue hell is going on. So if if this was planned, okay, I get it. You don't want to do that type of a squash on a pay per view. With with either one of them, doesn't obviously doesn't do anything for Punk, doesn't do anything for Moxley. I, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fathom where they're going to this because I, I have to reiterate a AEW All Out is in two weeks. Yeah, who, I mean, who's going to be going up against a Moxley for a title now? Like, because. Uh, and DJ, to your point, like regardless if this was to be the outcome, whatever though, Mox ain't it. Mox is is not it. It's nothing against nothing against him, but like he had to get reestablished. And while we're on that, and it's in Chicago, right? I'm not sure. And it's yeah, in it's Chicago. Chicago. It's in Chicago. So it's just, well, it's not another... inside. It's not in Chicago. It's like an hour outside of Chicago. Yeah, but like... but in the in, in the general vicinity, you know, like yeah. near his hometown, he, he would be he was going to be super over regardless. It would, it'd be money in the bank type of reaction. But anyway, but I, I just I, I I I don't know. I don't know what Tony was thinking. Not to mention that if like they almost made it seem like that there was going to be a possible. Tease coming, you know, you know, from tonight. I, I just, I, and not even. I mean, I, I'm, I'm literally at a loss for words. Like, I, I, I have no speech, no speech. Casey, go I, ahead. The only thing I could think of, and I don't think they're even smart enough to do this, and it would be stupid anyway because this used to be an old WWE cop out. If they do something like, oh. You know, Punk surprise comes back for the pay per view and invokes his, you know, uh, rematch clause or some shit like that, and wins it back. But and that would be stupid itself because, okay, why did you let him drop it anyway? It would be it would be stupid. The only thing, <clears throat> the only thing that would make sense, I think, in that regard, and I'm not even going to say it's necessarily going to make sense, but if they really just lean on this punk has backstage heat thing where, I mean, do what you got to do, pay off the dirt, dirt sheets, work with the dirt sheets, whatever you want to do uh, and make it seem like punk is done. Like he's done with this for the next two weeks and then, you know, have it be a, uh, Oh, is punk going to be there? Is punk not going to be there or just have it be a punk's not going to be there. And he shows up and challenges for the title or whatever. Now, albeit, can you, can you build to that per se? I don't know. Um, but I mean, I mean, I, I I always feel like you know use it use what's at your disposal, um, 
if people want to run with this, if people want to run with this, uh, punk has back, backstage heat and he doesn't actually have backstage heat. Um, then I say run, run with it. Um, if it's easy and right in front of your face, I say, take it, but I don't know what they're going to do. Um, you know, with that being in two weeks and I don't know, I, I don't know. I really don't. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words too. Uh, because, because honestly, even still, like, it just makes me think first things first, what was the point of the match to begin with? Um, if punk wasn't ready and could have been ready in two weeks, why don't you just like, Oh, this match is going to happen, which I mean, yes, I get it. It was screw the fans out in, in Ohio. Uh, but this match is going to happen and have punk be attacked or something. I don't know. Um, and just like continue to build it up or or say like this match is going to happen, but I don't know, have somebody cower their way out. I'm, you know, let Moxley play heel for a little bit and cower his way out of it. I mean, if fans hate CM Punk so freaking much, let Punk play the heel. And he's like, I'm not freaking, I'm not freaking defending my, my title that I never lost in this hokey dokey town until, you know, Chicago or whatever. Right. Like run with that. Like, I mean, I'm no Booker or Booker of the Year for that matter, uh, but I'm just saying, like, you know, run with what you got. You're no Booker. <laughs> I, I'm no Booker. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know we were going to talk about what was it? Well, CM Punk's backstage heat was the I think the first topic that we had, but we already kind of. Uh, touched on that well well, let's but let's but let's go let's go beyond that you know like let's really get to the nuts and bolts of it supposedly this all stems from colt cabana (laughs) that the guys were all all pissy because colt was basically out of of the dork order and then just stopped was stopped being used i'm like okay I understand there's a there's a history there with Punk and, and Cabana, but he wasn't being used even before beforehand. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, and I he get, wasn't even really been used before Punk even got into the company. Yeah, and my thing is like, I mean, I like Colt from what I've seen of him. I don't think he's bad by no means, but at the same time, that seems to be a uh, reoccurring thing that happens to Colt. Everywhere he goes, he tends to get booked in something dumb and then ends up not being booked anymore. Well, um, for, well, with him, I mean, he does, I mean, he like does kind of semi-serious stuff. Like he can, he can, you know, turn on the jets, if you will, but he's basically, you know, he understood his position. He wasn't going to be a main event or anything like that, but he was a, he could have been a necessary component on your card he can give you a good entertaining match whether it be a comedy spot or just something where he gets over and you know blah 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 but you took a guy that actually has a little bit of of personality i mean granted sometimes his comedy stuff is a lot to be desired but i do genuinely like like cole but then you put him in a job group and he became a job guy all he did was just come out and put the little fake hand up and that was it so like what was what does that have to do with any of that? But all of this stems from 
Punk cut that promo last week because he knew Adam Page wasn't there. But people also tend to forget that at Double or Nothing before uh, that pay-per-view, Hangman cut this weird promo on Punk, like with some malice. Like, like where's this coming from? And even Punk had a look of, homie, I don't know what you're mad about, but like, okay. And then Hangman does that, or let, like, as read my my thumbnail heel, Hangnail Adam Page, the butterfly jean-wearing sack of snake feces, gets all, you know, butthurt that, Punk is just like even in the existence of AEW and says that, you know, like we got this revolution, this movement. I don't think we need advice from the vets. Yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do. I tried to give Adam Page like the benefit of the doubt because he, he had been booked atrociously the last year and a half. Like they, we thought that he would be the guy starting off to possibly be the AEW champion. That didn't happen. And then they did, and he was the most feckless champion there was in that company. Not his fault. It was just how he was booked. You thought that people were going to get behind him, the, quote, cowboy shit. It became boring shit is what it was. Yeah. So and it's not I, really, I, just, I don't think it's really on Hangman. I think it's more on the booking part. Because, like... It's a combination of both. He, he is... The, that... Hangman's statement there, he's, it's not just him, but that is an example of what Jim Ross has been talking about, is that guys are genuinely trying to help them, but they have the, the mentality of, oh, you're out of touch, just, just from the slightest bit of criticism, slightest bit of criticism, and all it is is like, okay, I see what you were doing here, but why not do this? It's like, oh, we just need to go back and do 18-minute headlocks. No, we just want things to make sense, guys. And now you see why JR doesn't really put anybody over. You can and almost hear his eye roll. And apparently Eddie Kingston, he's pissed with Punk also. You know, he you know, ever since, you know, when they were back in you know, Ring of Honor stuff, you know, he's been calling him a dick ever since. Yeah, well, um, and, and apparently, you know, Eddie doesn't like, you know, there's some heat with him and Claudio too. I I, I don't know, but hey, they I mean, fucking, they Eddie Kingston, he, he tells the truth no matter what. You know, he doesn't. Yeah, but I rather I rather I'd rather him be a guy like that to be authentic. There's yeah, a little like bit that. of legitimacy behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think too. Like it might be, uh, you know, AEW getting a little too big for their britches, for lack of a better term. Because, I mean, this this company comes out of nowhere as the number two. Uh, number two uh, wrestling company in the world, right? Uh, you know, doing pretty decent <laughs> ratings, getting a, uh, getting a TV deal out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> Is this Casey? <laughs> that's why I said number two. Uh, but like, that was a good joke. I liked it. That, that's the thing, though. Like, when you become the quote unquote number two wrestling company in the world, and then. Uh, out of, out of nowhere, you didn't have to touch WWE soil, so now you got a little bit of a, a chip on your shoulder in a way. You're like, you know, we didn't have to worry about, you know, those guys over there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it could be a little bit of, like, ego. Um, and I ain't talking about all ego. Like, it, it could be a little bit of ego, though. Like, it could be a little bit like, hey, you know, we, we've done this w- without those guys or whatever. So then anytime somebody from over there uh or whatever gives us any sort of advice and eh, i don't know if i'm gonna listen 
Um, now, am I saying that's right? No, uh, not necessarily. Uh, but I think I think at the same time, um, I think at the same time it's 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 tough too because um, like even going back to like Kenny's promo, which Kenny's a weird uh, promo. Kenny's a weird yeah, promo. God, with. by uh, very God, strange. Omega. It was very strange, but I don't necessarily mind uh, Kenny being upset about criticism. Now it's tough. You're in the like you're in the limelight, right? You're you're on every single week, a couple times a week on pay per view, whatever, right? You're hopefully right drawing in these fans that haven't watched wrestling in a while, so you're going to get a little bit more criticism because of that. You're going to get a little bit more criticism because uh, you know of the changes that you've tried to implement that you thought were for the better that maybe weren't for the better. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I struggle with it because I, I don't mind the criticism uh, of, of a guy like Kenny of the young bucks of any of the AEW stuff. I was about as anti AEW as anybody could be when they first started. Uh, but at the same time, I don't necessarily, I'm not mad at people for clapping back uh if they if they feel like it's unwarranted now is it warranted it probably is well and look i'm gonna quote ftr well actually particularly dax when guys in the back like the producers whether it's a malenko jerry lynn ddp whomever that gives criticism and even anybody that's outside of the company but people that have been in the business Say what you you know, Booker T, Jim Cornette, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, like whoever it is, if they say anything, they've earned that right for the criticism. They've earned that right because they've they've done it. They've been involved. They were you know knee deep in it. They've earned that right. But you can't take it. This is what I I, I still go back to this. Criticism does not fully equate they're out of touch. It's just you can't take that at face value. Now, depending on what the the sentiment is, that's a different story. You know, if it's just like a Russo that just pulls shit out of his ass and and, and people think that they're going to listen to him. But if Jim Ross is is telling me something, I'm probably going to listen. Like when he tells guys, hey, when you guys do that spot on the floor and you all just crumble up like quail and just wait for somebody to dive. Guess what? That's stupid. That is stupid. So why not do that? Why not not do that? So I just, when it comes to like, why, when it ever comes to shut up, whenever it comes to the criticism of, of punk, I, you know what? I like the fact that we actually have a guy that understands his worth Hey, I'm your biggest star. I'm here to make I'm here to make money. I'm I'm here to do business, but I am legit your star that can put us put us even further up on the map. But people don't want to, you know, want to take that. And and I like now again, there's all these retrospectives that they're trying to go back, like the Triple H promo on SmackDown a handful of years ago and whatnot. And and, and now all of a sudden his work rate isn't that great. Shut up. He was, he's been, even in his seven year absence, he was still relevant in people's minds. Like if, if it was a, a, a show that people really weren't really caring about, guess what? They chant CM Punk. 
mm-hmm. you know, kind of arbitrarily, but you know, and like, then WWE always had to take shots shots at Sam Punk every chance I get, you know, especially Stephanie. You oh, know, every, no, every of course, day. of course. Yeah, but yeah. again, try being fired on your wedding day. So yeah, that's true. I, I will say this too, like, and I don't necessarily mind if and I think this is where AEW has to be a little bit careful because you don't want to necessarily rub people the wrong way, uh, especially those who have been good to the business. But I don't necessarily mind you calling out anybody in response to get a response from the audience um, because. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, even with Kenny's like promo, as bad as it was, because Kenny can't cut a promo, and I like Kenny. Come <laughs> but, on, wait, but, wait, wait a minute. Well, stop the presses. You mean that when he referred to he referred to the audience as a house cat? You mean to tell me he can't cut a promo? Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about the same guy? who doesn't understand the need for basic wrestling training and psychology. That guy? That Casey, guy this man, this man what? said, I like, I like to, you know, and again, in his phone sex voice, I like to compare all of you to a nice little house kitty cat that pees and poops all over the carpet. I sure may be mad when they do it at the time, and I sure may be mad if I got to clean it up, but how can I be mad at a little kitty cat? He said this to a room full of people. He said this. (laughs) I heard it. I heard the audio. No, well, not only that, well, not only that, this is my favorite part was the box. Or, or specifically, uh, pie face Matt Jackson that was like, Don't be you guys, don't better, better not be cheering us. You booed us for a year because you were a heel, you were a heel, you gum bumping sack of snake feces. You were you expecting us them to cheer? They are the they are the whiniest little twats on that roster and in life, Camp Cucamonga. And I and I think too, like, uh. And this is just like me analyzing as I go through the years of, you know, what I've watched of Kenny, what I've watched of uh, uh, Matt Jackson and uh, Nick Jackson, the the Bucks and whatnot. Like generation me, had they had they really even <laughs> ever been like face or heel, right? Like you, I mean, <clears throat> PWG for all it was worth. Was there really faces and heels in PWG? You know, every time I watched anything of PWG, I felt like I uh, was cheering for everybody or booing everybody. I wasn't necessarily picking the side. Yeah, they so, were all like, wrestlers. With yeah, so and that's the thing. Like I'm like, you know, really, realistically, have they even learned like any of that stuff uh, just because of where they've been uh, throughout the years? Then you go to. Then you go to a company where you, where I mean, the higher higher ups, at least with Tony and whatnot, who's calling the shots. Does does he really know that stuff, right? Is he really taking that advice? Is is it almost like you know, like father, like son in a way? Like you know, Tony's not saying anything. Well, we're EVPs and we know everything, so here we go. But I don't know. Uh, it's the the promo was weird. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily mind if you want to turn that into a thing to get like the crowd on your side or whatever. Uh, that's but then fine. He still try to, but, I, but, the, but then yeah, he still he, try to be he a heel. Yeah. Hey, but don't get it confused. I'm not a good guy. 
I may cheat to win a match. Yeah. But uh, we come out here every night, and that's another thing I'm sick and tired of because this is happening too much. You don't have to have a guy come out on the mic when the cameras are off and give this rah-rah speech that nobody asked for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're going to continue um, to pull out thumbtacks and Legos and table spots when we should be saving them for a pay-per-view match. We're going to continue to to have blow-off matches to be the start of a feud. We're going to continue that. We're still going to have nonsensical booking. We're still going to have Daniel Garcia go 30 minutes with Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call it. That does not make a star. That is overexposing somebody. And then, too, you're overexposing them. And one night, I didn't see Daniel Garcia tonight. Um, Actually, he, he, was, he was in the start of the show. Was he? Basically, okay. I, I, he I basically turned on Jericho. Because Jericho, you know, interrupted you know last week, you know, well, after the match, the embarrassment of the of the company, and uh, Daniel Garcia was basically saying, "Hey, you know, I was in the ring on my idol, you know, I was," and he goes like, "You you ruined that for me," and then, you know, people were saying, "You're a wrestler or or something like that." They were chanting chant something like that. Why then, to COVID? <laughs> Why to and, COVID? And then uh, people were saying. Uh, uh, and then uh, Jericho was going like, "Hey, say that you're an entertainer." And then you know, they, and then Bryant Danielson saying, "Hey, say that you're a wrestler." You know, like back and forth. It was, it was different. So it looks like. Well, um, and and two speaking of description, uh, just made that sound so boring. In the <laughs> speaking of overexposure uh, and doing things, way, uh, John Cena throwing the steel steps outside uh, over the top rope because he can uh, every match. I so, or the Usos barely getting over the top rope. <laughs> I would rather watch either of those than 90% of AEW. <laughs> so it goes by, like, and this is like my final point on everything uh, with, with AEW. I'm cool with you calling out WWE, but must you do it every week? The Ravens don't come out and call the Steelers out every single week because that doesn't make any sense. There's other there's there's other needs within <laughs> within the organization that don't focus on the Steelers each week. Why is AEW constantly calling out WWE in hopes of getting a pop? It's cool the first time you do it, but the 1000th time you've done it, oh, in one night, it's not as cool as you thought it was gonna like, be. Like you get no reaction. It's like okay, but, yeah, whatever. Even for me, like I'm like okay, that's cool and all, but why are you doing this every week? Book your own darn show. You you want to be you want to be so different from WWE, but you keep WWE in our minds at all times because you have to call them out. Don't get it. Same thing when they say when they say that about Cordette. It goes, he's irrelevant. You keep him relevant when you keep mentioning him and. To go back to Kenny's promo real quick, we're not a we're not a parody. We're not wait, wait, you're not a parody? So you're you know doing the two sweet and doing the crotch chop like DX? Yeah, definitely, definitely not a a parody of, of past wrestling gimmicks. <laughs> your, your entire faction was a parody. Literally, and you admitted it. Uh but my my problem is and unfortunately, a lot of 
fans don't realize this because they either don't watch Dark or they don't look into like the talent on AEW Dark, which again, I wish people would actually Google people that they watch. It's not that hard. But, or YouTube, whatever. But half you, of the talent on AEW Dark, especially the guys that they bring in, are as good, if not better, than like 50% of the, of the AEW roster. I would rather watch AEW Dark or Dark Elevation or Evolution or whatever the hell it is than Elevation. Evolution is a mystery. Because they have they ta- they have so much better talent there, and I'm like, use these guys, like sign these guys. Never mind, don't do that because then you'll book them like shit. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts? Anyone? Everyone? Final thoughts on anything? Okay. Book Booker of the Year, my ass. Um, <laughs> Kenny and the Bucks are not. Uh, the draw that their fans think they are. No, and and Kenny, I I beg of you, please, please continue to wear that long sleeve with the fake muscles embedded into it. <laughs> All right, as always, um, you can watch us on YouTube, sometimes Facebook. Well, for right now, Facebook, uh, and also you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, uh, and there's a couple other platforms that I don't even know of. But are if you, you ready? No, this is terrible. You know what? Instead of, I think I'd rather. Ready? I'd rather watch Kenny Omega listen to Supergirl. Nipples. This is crap. Why? You ruined it, so I had to replay it again. We were already. What the? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with this guy. Wait, I thought we were off air. I don't even know. No, we're not off air yet. I don't even know, okay? I'm still confused. DJ, what's that say? What's that say? What's that? Until until next time. Are you ready?